Like he talks like through his like like kind of like Bane, but run through the shitter. It's so smart, like do it. Nobody will ever see this coming. I'm gonna get you to cry. No, you're not. But the dog came home. I wish my dog would run away and like not come back. That'd be cool. I thought I was on vacation. You know who's the real revenger this episode? It's IMDb. Yeah, things don't get much more riveting than this, folks. I mean, I'm just, I'm literally, like, I'm just ripping open Blu-ray, uh, Blu-ray order here. But you never take yep. the magnetic, oh, oh, better get on the mic here, I guess. There we go. But you, you never take the magnetic strip out. How do you, what? how do you deal with that? I see them in your, when I borrow Blu-rays from you, I see them in there all the time. It adds to the authenticity. Nah. <laughs> it shows that it's a physical media that I'm not. I'm not thieving it. Oh, those things annoy the shit out of me. I, I want those out. I want all the ad inserts. I, I tear those out. Uh, oh. Oh, I'm. It, it work. Yeah. I like my my media clean of all that bullshit. Yeah, the only thing that really that I really want out of my Blu-rays is the digital codes. That's what I want. Oh, I got another one from my buddy Dave today. He texted it to me. Oh, what would you get? Uh, Reign of the Superman. It was the animated follow-up to Death of Superman. Sweet. I cannot wait to watch that. Yeah, in the mail I got. Uh, I found this new site called HamiltonBooks.com, and uh, <clears throat> they have all sorts of like discounted, discounted. Blu-rays from various uh, niche labels, and so I mean, I oh, dude, I got so much shit. I Exeter, uh, the Emerald Forest, which is that John Borman movie, Journey to the Seventh Planet, uh, the Reflecting Skin, Emerald Forest. Yeah. Does that have uh, Powers? Powers. Booth? Yeah, that's the okay, one. I remember that cover. Uh, so Journey to the Seventh Planet, Daughters of Satan, which I'm going to buy a movie that's called that just on principle alone, and Incarnate. Uh, starring Aaron Eckhart. And I have a feeling that I've seen this and probably didn't like it, but I don't remember it. And I'm like, you Let know. Let me see the cover. Three cheers for Aaron Eckhart. I like him. And it was five bucks. Brand new. Huh. Done. And I got the digital copy. So, boom. Oh, it just screams roulette. Forgettable. Oh, it does. <laughs> I know. Now, this this Daughters of Satan, though. Whew. <laughs> hey, let me see that cover. I mean. We to see it. Isn't that great? Oh, yeah. Oh, starring Tom Selleck. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I did, yeah, Tom Selleck, that means it's probably going to be PG. Um, oh, he demands a... a com, or Tom Selleck delivers a commanding performance as James Robertson. Well, okay, that's a cool name. I'm back in. Uh, three witches, burned at the stake. Yep, yep, yep. That's all me. 1972. Well, then all PG right. doesn't, didn't mean anything back then. I know, yeah. PG could mean, you know, rape and pillaging and burned at the stake and all that stuff. Vigo Mortensen is in this uh, Reflecting Skin movie, which, oof, man. Anyway, yeah, hmm. yeah. riveting, riveting entertainment just here. Just doing coming soon first. <laughs> that, oh, great. oh yeah, good, yeah, good. Let's just get all of this out of the way right now. Shut up.
they've been extra today because it's so cold. Then other animals are wandering around outside. Okay. It's like, go away. Just dawned on me this uh, this Exeter. I'm like, huh. It was $5. And I'm like, this looks familiar. I'm like, directed by Marcus Nipsel, oh. who is the director. Yeah, I'm like, oh, wait, I've seen this. So there we go. That's a- Shouldn't even have opened it. No, I know. Shit, I could have sold. Well, it's done. It's 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 mine now. You're gonna watch it again. But I've aren't seen you? that. That I'm pretty sure that that was on a on one of our roulettes. Of I'm sure it was. It had to have been because I that sounds familiar. And it's a nice. I'm sorry. An excellent day for an exorcism. That everything about that is scream. Just screaming Vatican tapes part two. Yuck. <laughs> but I'll watch it. I'll keep it too, probably. <laughs> Uh, yep, yep, you will. <laughs> Movie freaks. Oh, uh, so how are your eyes? <laughs> oh, right now they're good, but uh, come Friday I'm getting lasered, so that should be that should be eventful. And I was like, hmm, I got to keep these my head wrapped and my eyes wrapped for a certain number of hours. I'm like, what am I? How am I? What am I gonna do? I'm gonna be I'm so bored. But yeah, I just remember all I had to do when I got my LASIK done was they gave me like these really big, really big like Florida grandpa glasses that like just or almost like Ready Player One glasses. You just but they're old fashioned. You just it covers. There's like no light that can get into them. Um, and I'm serious. Like on the way home from from the from the doctor, whenever I got that done, I was already like my eyesight was starting to come back, and I'm like. It's weird, but I can start to see clear. Like I, it was, it's hard to describe until you go through it, but it's immediate results. Let me just put it that way. Like you have to heal, but it's pretty immediate. Uh, yeah, I have not woken up in bed or, uh, and been able to see clearly in 35 years, something thereabouts. So oh, it's awful, isn't it? Yeah. We just wait. It's, it's so great to just roll out of bed and. Not have to put glasses or contacts or anything in. Well, I'm only a couple days away, and these babies are going bye bye. Hopefully, nice. hopefully forever. There's still that little nagging movie part in the back of my head that says, "Ah, you're probably gonna. It's some freak accident. You're gonna be blinded." Now all of a sudden, your Daredevil Part Two. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> Heightened sensitivity. Sensibilities. No, 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 not that. What is it? Yeah. Heightened awareness. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Sure. But no, it's it was money well spent for me, and I have not had one single issue. Some people have like I guess like their eyes get really dry. I've had no issue. It's like it's like I've had perfect eyesight. I I there's nothing that I have to do different now from here on out. Now I don't know with you and hard contacts that might I don't know what that's gonna do. But well, that's why I had to wait an, that extra three weeks is because the hard contacts change your eye shape a little bit. I guess. Yeah. But man, once once your eyes heal up, just enjoy life. It's, it's what I'm gonna do, and it's not yeah. it's not cheap. I mean, they advertise on the radio starting at two fifty an eye. Bullshit. I'd like to meet the person that's getting it done for two fifty an eye because <laughs> surprise. Oh no, you have it, you, yours is the max cost. Yours is you know whatever it was. But you're two hundred fifty dollars. That's what they they say in their advertisements on the radio. Then you get in there oh, and they, they get in there and they what it really is is. That's where they start, but it depends on your prescription of how, oh. you know, and so of course, like I'm, 
I've, I'm, I don't have good eyes, but I'm not like halfway blind or something. Uh, and wow, mine was max per eye. Imagine that. Yeah, so, mine was, uh, I remember now, granted, I did mine a while ago. I mean, man, it's been a long time, but mine was $1,500 an eye. Mm. And it was done up in Akron, which a highly recommended doctor. It was, the, the experience of getting it done is not fun, but money well spent. And, and See, granted, I'm sure prices have come down since then. You would be incorrect because they have developed newer ways of doing this. I don't know how long your procedure took, but mine takes about 90 seconds an eye. And it it was oh, $2,500 an eye. But then we got a Whoa. but then we got a huge discount through the insurance because they're running a special. Oh. It's that scam back and forth between yeah. healthcare and insurance. You know, they they do this yeah. so that it looks like it's cheaper, and then by the time it's all said and done, I think we're I don't know, it's like thirty five hundred bucks or something. So uh, right around what we paid for it. Yeah, yep. but it's a it is a newer updated procedure. So hopefully, yeah. No, that's good. That's excellent. Well, I haven't had any issues in all the years that I've had it done. I. It's not like, oh man, my eyes are itchy sometimes or what? No, it, I just go about my day. Yeah. Well, and it also said that the guy has done like 40,000 procedures. So that makes me feel much more confident. Oh, where are you getting it done at? LASIK Plus, Cleveland. Oh, in Cleveland. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's, it says Cleveland, but it's uh, Rockside Road. Wait a minute. What's the guy's name? No, I don't know. Oh, there's, there is a chance that that might be the guy that did mine. Oh. Oh, well, we'll anyway. see. I guess I don't need my eyeballs to podcast. Somebody, hey, no. honey, come in here and hit record. Okay, here we go. So what <laughs> What movies did I watch this week? None. You want to hear what I listened to? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. But, but when we are in the living room and I'm, you know, further away from the TV, it's, I can't, I, uh, in dim light, it's like terrible. In my office, it's not bad because I'm only a few feet from the TV. Even with the glasses on, huh? Yeah, it's, mm. I I, th- I think, maybe it's in my head, but I think it's because my eyes have been changing shape because I haven't been wearing those contacts. They're returning to what how they should be. Whenever uh, you say that, I just imagine, like, your eyeballs, like, turning into, like, the Toxic Avengers eyeball. Like, one eyeball halfway down your face and one huge and, like, leaking pus. That's kind and, of how my vision is. It's, yeah. it's all I, I, <laughs> off-kilter and lopsided and gooey. And that's ten minutes. I'm yes. Eric. And I'm Eugene. And how are you, sir? <laughs> uh, boy, I'll tell you, um, good. This is this was a good day, which I kind of feel weird saying it's a good day on our podcast because usually I'm pissed or sad or uh, emo or something. But no, today I'm pretty good. It was a ton of just a lot of big business decisions and just kind of wheeling and dealing. And it was busy. Like right before we hit record, I was on the phone with my bank uh, trying to finagle. Yeah. Yeah, just a lot of stuff going on with mm. with home renovation stuff and selling yeah. and buying and oh, uh, it's it's it gets to be kind of scary when you're dealing with you know large sums of money changing hands quickly and you know getting money money goes out and it's uh, yeah but oh uh, yeah that's <laughs> well, that's what the, that's what just makes my evenings all the better when I can just turn everything off and enjoy movies. Yep, I understand. Today was a, uh, as usual, was a, uh, what, what, how do I say it without giving away too much information about myself? It's a study day slash work from home day. Let's put it that way. Oh. Uh, so, and it's good that it was because, uh, Windows updates for <sighs> all three computers 
and uh, well, and my work computer is still still on Windows Seven, and I was like, I, I am. It is time for Windows Ten, but everybody kept telling me you have to pay for it, or you've had to pay for it since 2016. I said, Oh yeah. I went and Googled, and yeah, somebody forgot to tell the people at Microsoft that because it's still on their servers for free. So I upgraded <laughs> for nice. free. Nice. Oh, okay. Like, if, directly from Microsoft. It's not some scammy site or something. It's directly yeah. from their website. Uh, so thanks. Yeah. Uh, I got Windows 10 now. And it's running great. Uh, oh, Skype needed an update? I mean, everything needed updates today. Uh, literally half my day was just doing updates. Did it take a, I was going to say, yeah, I'm assuming it took a while. Well, the ones that are already Windows 10 didn't take too long. But the uh, the one that I upgraded to Windows 10, that one took half the day. It took till noon. Wow. But, you know, that's a pretty big uh, upgrade there. So. Yeah, well, especially going from 7 to 10. Not yeah. that I, I mean, I'm Mac, so whatever, I just... Well, it went 7, 8, 10. There was no 9, really. So, it, I, it's skipping a whole uh, uh, cycle. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, how very emo of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever, it's mine now, thank you. Yep. Okay, uh, other than that, okay day, last week sucked, but I did all my venting to you and text messaging with stupid yes. dogs and whatnot. And while I was picking up the kids today, it was funny. All of a sudden, everybody started cheering. Like, everybody was dismissing. I was standing there in the doorway, and the whole school, you could hear the, th- all three levels of school start cheering at the same time. Because they made the announcement, and they sent out a text message. That school is canceled for the next two days. Oh. Already. Wednesday and Thursday. It's can- No, it's fine. That works out great for me. That works out great for me. Because uh, the wife is off next two days, so I don't have to do any running. You know, that that's perfect. It's actually easier in the summertime, I think, because just getting them to school, you have to wait till a certain time before you can take them, and then you got to be back in time to pick them up. I don't know how mm. parents get anything done if you have a a job that is not from nine to three. How do you get anything done? Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible to me. So yours is already canceled. Yeah, ours is. Ours has not been canceled yet, but I can tell by the mood of our kids that they're expecting it. Oh, yeah. I bet it'll happen. It's already yeah. frickin' cold out there. Yeah, I know. Actually, but... went thought bags of salt to put on my driveway, my little driveway, because it's literally three inches of glass ice. I mean, yeah. the kind that you can just look at. If you just look at it, you'll fall down. It's it's awful. So... And didn't you last night, compl- or last, night, last uh, week completely wipe out? I did. What was I doing? There was a funny story in there. I forget what it was, but I, I... I was just walking back from the neighbors, I think. And, yeah, landed on my shoulder. That was the first thing to hit the ground, was, like, this part of my shoulder, the upper Wonderful. part. Wonderful. I mean, feet in the sky. And we're way long on, on now. Yeah, now we're, okay. we're finding things to bitch about. Okay, yeah, you, are you ready for the roulette? Oh, I wait, am. Before that, I have a correction from last week. Uh, we were rushing through... Alien Invasion movies, and I said District 9 in South America. It's South Africa. Mm. I, that was just a misspeak there. I didn't... I knew it was not in South America. Uh, okay, let's go to the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And this episode on the roulette, it is close up against Revenger. And you get to go first, Revenger, Avenger. And school was just canceled tomorrow and Thursday. There we go. <laughs> perfect. Yep. Just took Revenger, a little, a little longer is, to get to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, that's perfectly titled for what I just, you know, the text I just got. And like, the kids are like, 
fucker. Um, okay, Revenger from 2019. Uh, former police investigator decides to go to a prison island to revenge the brutal killings of his family. Directed by Sung Wan Lee and starring Bruce Kahn. And I think that that guy might be a... Um, a st- is he a stunt guy? Yeah, he's been in some stunts. Um, martial artist, uh, Corey. Yeah, he's just an ass whipper. And I'm guessing that's the main star of the show because he's top build. Uh, this is a good movie. Really good. It defied all odds at being good because um, even through some of the humor that was kind of lost in translation, like from South Korea to, you know, Western audiences, like some of the humor, I'm like, that feels like it's probably funny for South Koreans, but I'm rolling my eyes. Even looking past that, looking past some of the CGI blood, which I do not like, spend the extra little bit of time and money and make it practical effects, especially with something this good. Having said that, looking past that, this is a great movie. Uh, lean and mean, easy to follow, doesn't, there is very little chit chat and slow stuff. It's just go, go, go. And that lead, the lead guy, the police uh, investigator guy, he whips so much ass in this. It's, it's great. It easily, obviously because we've just started this year, but it's already in my top 10. Now there's, I mean, how many have we done? Four? <laughs> so it's, so they're it's all, sits, they're it's, all in your top ten. Yeah, it sits at number one right now, probably. But by the time uh, the year rolls around, the, the end of the year, I will be surprised if this doesn't make the top ten somewhere in there. It just It's beautifully shot. And I love the jungle setting, which I'm hoping that we can do a favorite jungle setting movies sometime in the future. Uh, uh, that's a good one. Let me write that down. Continue. Because there's there's a lot of jungle setting movies, and this one here is complete, well, island slash jungle, but uh, just with a, with a couple of the not funny, jokey parts cut out, and if they would have just that little extra step, I and mean, there wasn't much, but you can totally tell when it is, when it's the CGI, like, there's some bow and arrow action in here and some gunshots, and you can just... Some of it was practical, and then some of it was the CGI stuff. But I really appreciated that the story was so easy to follow, and it because a lot of times these Asian movies can be long-winded and like have great, great moments, but then a really lagging middle section or just talky stuff. Here, it was pretty much the bare necessities. Just here's the setting, and let's just kill a whole bunch of people on an island. Go, and yep, that sums up for me. You awesome. need to check that movie out. I will. Close. Where'd you go? There you are. Starring Numi Rapace, directed by Vicky Jusen. A bodyguard and counterterrorism expert, Sam, takes a job protecting Zoe, a rich young heiress. Neither party is keen on the arrangement until violent kidnap forces them to go on the run. Violent kidnap. Once again, IMDb, just great with their wording. That just sounds wrong. Should be a violent kidnapping attempt. Uh, this movie was awesome. I give this movie a big thumbs up. This is, what else have I seen this year? (laughs) This is in my top 10 as well. (laughs) And I would not be the least bit surprised if this would make my top 10 at the end of the year. I highly recommend this movie. You, You would totally dig it for a roulette. 
It's shot well. It's the action is great. I mean, it's really just kind of a thriller with uh, what some we talked about it before. A little bit gorier gunshots. I like that when mm-hmm. it's you know violent, and it is. I thought of this while I was watching the movie, and now I can't remember how I had described it. I mean, if I just try and describe to you what the movie's about, it will sound like a lot of other kind of generic thrillers. But this is not like other generic thrillers. Her character, Nomiri Pace, does so many things that are not cliche, but they're very, for an action movie, but very logical. Okay. Which is something I love. I hate it when everything is cliche in, in thrillers and action movie. In an action movie. And she just, she just does logical things that I'm always like, why don't you do that? Like, if you're on the run, so, okay, she's on the run with this girl. Everybody in this world is trying to kill her, pretty much. They're in Morocco. Okay. And she, so you gotta try and find a way to blend in and hide in the middle of a city, you know? Mm-hmm. Two American girls, basically. Uh, so the things that she does, I, I just, just little, the little touches of, I just, I loved it. I loved it. It made me so happy. And then eventually they turn the tables and they have to almost go on the offensive or else there's no way they're going to survive the thing. And there was a certain way that the movie was kind of pointing you about the villains. And, but it wasn't, it wasn't overboard pushing into foreshadowing. It was just, maybe this, maybe that. And the easy route would have been to go the darker way. And I was like, you can see that coming a mile away if that's what you're going to do. And in the end, the twist was they didn't, which I really liked. And that made more sense. And it made it a more hopeful movie when it was over. And there's a lot of, uh, I really appreciate this movie too, because it's about a dynamic uh, between a stepmother, stepdaughter, and I'm a stepfather. So yeah, I see a lot of the issues there. I love the way it was resolved. This movie was awesome, and I, I you would totally dig it, especially cool. uh, especially as a roulette. And I wouldn't be surprised if I throw it your way as a roulette at some point. So because that's the only way I can get you to watch some of these things, <laughs> unless uh, it's a horror, unless it's a horror movie. <laughs> you know, uh, having said that, I I could actually see. You know what? Sometime we should do this. We should actually have a roulette to where you watch, uh, re- you watch Revenger, and I watch I watch that. That might be kind of interesting. How about next week? <laughs> oh really oh <laughs> i don't know oh, i was so prepared with your movies <laughs> yeah i was too right, we'll just do the list we got and then maybe next week that we'll just... yeah i kind of i like that idea that might be yeah see we're we're witty we're witty witty <laughs> podcast people <sighs> who come up with genius ideas of trading movies it's so smart let's do it <laughs> nobody will ever see this coming <laughs> uh, see yeah we just we're, we're keeping our audience on their toes they're like, holy shit, they're going to watch the other's roulettes that they really liked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, things don't get much more riveting than this, folks. What what a risk we're taking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, you're up. Next round. Okay, so for you, we have... Um, and I'm gonna, I might as well bitch about uh, IMDb as well. It's not working for me right. Uh, first up is... Animas? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll say it now more professional. First up is Animas from 2018. Uh, This is an hour and 23 minutes, plus one. Uh, This time, horror comes from the other side. Uh, Of course, that's IMDb, which that's... 
wow, that is nothing. Like, that could be anything. Uh, I have no idea what the movie's about because that's all it says. <laughs> so it's an hour and 23 minutes and it's... And a lot of times I wait for you to sell me the movie. Wow. Um, um, hmm. Oh, boy. And then I go on the reviews and they're all Spanish. Woo. Okay, well, that might be a roulette Yeah, that's uh, Next up is... Uh, hey, the short runtime. Next up is Polar... And that is from 2019, brand new Netflix movie. This is uh, one with Mads Mikkelsen, uh, world's top assassin Duncan uh, Vizsla is settling into retirement when his former employer marks him as a liability to the firm. Against his will, he finds himself back in the game, going head to head with an army of younger killers. So, also known as John Wick Part Three, I guess. Um, this is, I think, based off of a comic book. Uh, but Maz Mikkelsen's awesome, and it's I the what I've been hearing is that it's incredibly violent, so that's good. The two hour runtime, though, that's uh, enter at your own risk on that one. So there you go. Well, uh, up next is the last laugh. Typically, I would not put. I don't know. This just this doesn't seem like. Oh, it seems real Eddie. So perfect. Uh, it's a comedy. It stars Chevy Chase, Richard Dreyfuss, Andy McDowell. So that's a pretty good cast. Uh, when retired talent manager Al Hart oh, that's is... Oh, that's on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, I, I posted that trailer, I think. That was a good trailer. Oh, well, there you go. It's TVMA, which means it's going to be probably a little bit raunchy. Uh, Al Hart is reunited with his first client, Buddy Green, a comic who quit show business 50 years ago. He convinces Buddy to escape their retirement community and hit the road for a cross-country comedy tour. Yeah, you know what? That might actually be good. Uh, the director... Oh, he was involved with um, the movie that only we like, Movie 43, which I thought was just hysterical. But he was involved in that, and yeah, there you go. So, there's your roulette. Sorry I didn't have more info on uh, Animus. I, I got it here. Uh, well, uh, three people go to a house. Inciting incident of a sprawling nightmarish narrative that encompasses mental illness, child abuse, and toxic friendships. Uh, the movie unfolds in foggy, abstract fragments that spin scraps of story into eerie spells of exploration and mounting tension. Okay, well, that sounds way better than my people in a house, or whatever the tagline was on mine, on IMDb. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, I guess I gotta... No, oh, I guess I go. I get to go first. Well, oh, wait, I, no. I, wait, I gotta, why yeah, don't you sell me on... Your... <laughs> sure. <laughs> We're off to a rousing start here, oh, This is a train wreck. Uh, Mississippi Grind from 2015. A gamp... Sorry, I don't, I don't have much new stuff for you, but I was, lo- I was looking, dude. I really was. But I just went through my queue, and I found some stuff that I think is good. Uh, Gambler mired in debt thinks another card shark might just be his good luck charm as the two head for New Orleans to buy into a high-stakes poker game. Ryan Reynolds, Ben Mendelsohn, Sienna Miller. Uh, The Maus, M-A-U-S, 90 minutes. And I watched the trailer for this one again, which is why I'm throwing it back up again. Okay. Uh, And while I'm reading this, can you go to Netflix? I want you to read the, for The Maus... M-A-U-S, I want you to read what categories it's in. While traveling with her German boyfriend, Selma is confronted by the violent remnants of the Bosnian War and the ethnic cleansing her family faced. Okay, so on Netflix... Um... It, I can't remember, I forgot to write it down, but I was looking at it on Netflix, and the categories that it put it in, I was like, oh, hello. 
this movie is scary and violent. Genres are Spanish movies, horror movies, creature features, monster movies. Huh. All right. Yeah. I didn't see anything about a monster in the trailer, but whatever. And okay. lastly, Conversations with a Killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. Season one. Now, this is four episodes. They're 50 minutes each. I thought you might be into this. I'd kind of like to hear... People are kind of talking about it right now because uh, present-day interviews, archival footage, and audio recordings made on death row form a searing portrait of notorious killer Ted Bundy. People are talking about this because Netflix is so good at marketing, dude. They are so good at marketing. But they, they made a tweet and said, people, please stop talking about how hot Ted Bundy was and how charming he was because he was a pretty attractive guy and he was charming and I, I they just word it in such a way that then it sparks a whole day of movie news cycle because oh netflix has got to come out and say quit be hot ted bundy uh and then it brings a whole all you did is just bring a whole bunch of attention to netflix now everybody's mm-hmm. gonna now everybody's gonna run watch this original programming and their numbers go through the roof good job i I applaud you, Netflix, but even though you're about to raise the price on us again, you pricks. Yes, they are. Still worth it. Anyway, uh, there you go. Uh, two episodes I'm, I'm going to need from that. Okay. Since it's only four episodes, I figured... Anyway. Uh, I think that even though the Ted Bundy thing I'm going to watch for sure, uh, and I'm going to probably like it, I, you know, I've got this stack of movies here, and that's... Pushing four hours, so let's do a roulette 90 minutes. The Maws for the win this week. Mm. All right. I'm yeah, curious. It's, that's actually been on my list as well for a while. I'm like, yeah, that'll clear that off the list then. Yeah. And it it, lo- it legit looked good. Or at least well made. Yeah. And I'm going to take, well, boy, I didn't know the last laugh was on there. Well, Polar has been... I mean, the trailer was awesome. The story looks awesome. But my friends online have been taking turns shitting in that thing's mouth. Of oh, being really? an absolute disaster. So I'll take Polar. Because oh. I gotta see. It looked too cool. It's an yeah, assassin. It it's, good. it's Mads Mikkelsen. I mean, come on. Uh, we'll find out. Even though it's a little long, it really looked damn good. So we'll see. But the last laugh, that one, I'm gonna put that one on my list. That one's gonna start going up. Every week, because I want to see that. That one looked genuinely hilarious. Okay, there you go. Next week on the roulette will be Polar up against the Maws, followed by Revenger up against Close. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to do any. We don't have to do any work finding movies next week. (laughs) No, it'll be very easy and fun. Maybe. Maybe. And we, but what if we both come back and absolutely hate the other movie? (laughs) Oh, there's a chance. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't. You're you're gonna be safe. Uh, now, uh, the Numi Rapace, uh, she was in that. She was in another Netflix original that I I hated so bad. That was like on the worst of the year list, if I remember correctly, where there was a bunch of her, like she was clones or something. I thought your review is kind of mad. I didn't feel it was hatred. Well, no? I mean, I, unless I gave it slightly okay marks just because the production values and she was probably okay in it but man I did not like that storyline at all Ugh. it was what happened to Monday <clears throat> that sounds right something like that yeah I still want to watch that I'm still going to because it's science fiction I have to you should <laughs> I mean that, that might just be grumpy old Eugene that 
I don't know. <laughs> okay. Are you ready, ready to move on to the middle segment? Where are we at on time? All right, we're good. And for the middle segment, this was a suggestion by Stephen. How did he put it? Uh, movie pet peeves? Yeah. Okay. So, okay, well, first of all, um, are we going to do two middle segments? Because where does the MCU fit into this? Because we'll, we'll I've got that. some updates. Yeah, we'll do that after this. That way, we'll, okay. that bleeds into recently watched. Perfect. Okay. Let's just go one for one back and forth on these, because we're going to have some that I think double up, and then we can cross them off each other's list as we go. So you go first. Movie pet peeves. I, I didn't make a top ten, by the way. I just uh, just listed some shit. Um, now, my number one would be... and I, I, I'm not sure how... I'm just, I just kind of came up with some of these... Um, you didn't, is, did you make a top... T- I didn't make a top no, ten. I just, no, 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 I didn't. I just jotted some stuff down. Like, does trailers showing too much or... Tra- like, I kind of lump trailers into this as well. Like, trailers that either show too much or show scenes that aren't even in the movie. That, I don't... Both. I don't... I, yeah. I kind of uh, think that that kind of lumps shitty, them together. How about shitty trailer cutting? There you go. Um, and that happens so often. Every now and then you get a really... Well, not every now and then. Lots of times you get good trailers, but anymore it just seems like the trailers ruin the movie... Or there's cool stuff in the trailer that you're like, wait, that, what? That wasn't even in the movie. Yeah. Or like and, that uh, Thor Ragnarok trailer where he faces her down in a alley in a city and she smashes his hammer. And then in the movie, they were in a field with that yeah. scene. They just completely changed all of the backgrounds. Like, wow. Yeah. They did really- that in uh, Rogue One. There, there were scenes in Rogue One that never were in the movie. And I think it wasn't for, Fan 4 Stick. There was... Definitely stuff in that that didn't make yeah. the, uh, so I don't, eh, that just bugs me. I would, I would almost rather, like, scenes that are in the trailer and not in the movie, I would almost rather that than the trailers that literally spoil the entire movie. That is just infuriating. Uh, I agree. I'll, I will, I mean, stupid ass subject matter aside, that new movie with the dog that runs away, I will never watch that oh. movie as long as I live. That is the worst trailer I've ever seen in my life. Yes, what is that movie called? Oh, a dog's bullshit something dumb that I'll never see. <laughs> oh, that looks... That is... There is the anti-Eugene movie of a lifetime. Me too. I, sappy, looks, hopeful. Yep. We're gonna get you to cry. No, dog, you're not. When the dog comes back. Yeah. He found his way home. Oh, and the, you know what? Well, yeah. I'm not gonna get into crying, but go ahead. Yeah, let's I, get on to the MCU so I can talk about things that make me cry. Comic books and superheroes <laughs> and shit. <laughs> but he helped that person. He's not a real person, but he's got a cape. <laughs> <sighs> but the dog came home. I wish my dog would run away and, like, not come back. That'd be cool. Yeah, then it would be tears of joy, huh? Yeah, pretty much. That was one thing that happened last week that I was bitching about. The dog took off. <laughs> Uh, just like the dog in Funny Farm. Look at her run. Yeah, yeah so majestic. Oh, and when you texted me that, I'm like, that's, okay, that's perfect for me to have, be enjoying thinking about, because that was like the funniest stuff in that movie. Was this is so the dog in the distance just running across the field, and Chevy Chase standing there like, huh, all right. And I could just see you doing that. I'm like, yeah, oh. I did. I did. There she goes. Huh. <laughs> She's perfect. not coming back, is she? <laughs> nope. <laughs> 
Yeah, but my dumb dog did because it was cold. Anyway. Uh, f- first on my list is... This is in movies and TV, but when cops are in a crime scene and they pick up evidence barehanded. Or just do dumb shit that is mm. 101. Like, they walk into a crime scene, there's a dead body, oh my god, and they kneel down and pick up the gun. It's like, the fuck is wrong with you? I, can I get 1% of realism in this movie, please? Even if they pick it up with a pen or something to put it in an evidence bag, I'm like, I, I want to cheer when that happens because it's so rare. It feels like all these, so many movies that I watch where they do stupid shit like that, or just walk all over the pl- crime scene like, eh, like, a real cop wouldn't do that, or at least a halfway decent one, but you're a really shitty cop, yet you're somehow a detective. Hmm. No. Yeah. That's a good one. That's, now, I can forgive some of that if it's like in like really, really bad early 80s horror movies. Then it's almost comical to me. But yeah, that is inexcusable I, for new stuff unless it's a flat-out comedy and they're doing that for comedy timing. That, I, oh, I'm talking about a legit police yeah. procedural kind of thing. Not, yeah. 80s horror doesn't count. Okay. Yeah. Next one. Next up for me is... Uh, after credits stingers. Now, I used to I used to like them and I actually I'm enjoying them with the uh, Marvel movies because I can fast forward them, but very quickly that got annoying in movies because you already have me sitting there for a long time and now you're making me sit through the end credits to get 20 seconds of something cool and I'm done with that. Like I don't do that anymore. If I, whatever Marvel movie, if we watch, if they still do that, I'm guessing in those, but I'm like, nope, I'll read about it or I'll watch it on YouTube or whatever, but I'm done because those end credits for those superhero movies are an eternity. Uh, done. I completely agree with everything you said. And you know why you don't have to sit there? Because you can go home and within one day or two, somebody has recorded it on their phone and it's on the internet. I'll watch yep. it in shitty, uh, stand, uh, Shitty definition. I don't care. There, I got mm-hmm. the point. I can check it out when I buy it. Yeah, yeah. And there, and it's not just. I'm, I don't want to be ripping on on Marvel because it's not just them. Like I, the Godzilla series or whatever that they do it for that too now. And come on, just I can understand. Like sometimes when the movie ends and then they start to have some flashy credits, uh, like you know, starring blah blah blah, starring blah blah, and then it's finally it says the title of the movie, after maybe a minute or so. Mm-hmm. And then you can have a stinger there. And now roll credits. I'm, that I'm okay with, but if it's there, and then uh, then after everything is done, and you're sitting there, like your bladder's ready to explode, and those days are over for me. I don't sit around <laughs> waiting for those anymore. Well, you're in the theater for three hours at that point. And yeah. It, yeah. Venom, Venom had one at the tail end. And it was like, nope, fast forward. Well, mm-hmm. I watched it at home. And nope. I think it wasn't Venom. That's a good example, actually, because didn't you say that the end credits were like ridiculously long? I, I feel like they were. I, yeah, we did have that conversation, didn't yeah. we? I had paused the movie, and there were like 20 minutes of credits left, or something like that. That was insane. Okay, yeah. I'm going to combine a couple, because this is going to take forever. I've got a long list here. Uh, next one I thought of was Broken Windshield Continuity. This was heavy in the 80s, where somebody slams into a car windshield, and it shatters. You get the view from the inside. It explodes. They roll off the hood. The windshield's fine. <laughs> that happens so often, it's insane. Uh, and one you already touched on, really shitty CGI blood. Mm. Now, there, there are times where you can get some CGI blood splash, especially in a gunshot or whatever, where it's passable. You know, it's like, I know that was CGI, 
but it's okay. And they threw a lot of it up there, so you kind of like that. That I like that. But there are times when, good God, it looks so bad. That was a uh, Midnight Meat Train. I know that they mm. did that in 3D, but that's th- and that's why the CGI was so so shitty. But it was just like, oh, that is, it's it just looks awful. I don't believe anybody is wet and just sticky afterwards. It's they're all dry and happy, and maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of green on them. And I think that I, the, that all sounded a lot dirtier than I meant it. I know, <laughs> but I liked that. Uh, but I think that that like CGI gunshots are a separate entity from like CGI like creatures or even CGI like see like, even some CGI gore like. Something about CGI gunshots just do not work. Just take the extra little time. It cannot cost much to put a couple squibs on someone and go that route. The problem is that the reason they do it, the problem is that they don't get, it takes forever to reset. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, you get one shot at it, then it takes two hours to set it up or however long. New clothes. Yeah. Time is money. Yeah, I know, but it, it just sticks out like a sore thumb. And that, yeah, that was one of my gripes with Revenger is, it's a great movie, but come on. Yeah, I agree. Back to you. Okay, uh, let's be done with Shaky Cam for the rest of eternity, please. That's the next one for me. It works a little bit. Uh, the the Born movies, I get it. Okay, that was the kind of the the start of that shit, and then oh, uh, really? Well, for me, that was when it really like Paul Greengrass. So that's kind of when it really. Became a thing recently. Became more, more of an years. action movie thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And right. then I, I understand the found footage stuff. I get it. And that that fad has kind of kind of come and gone. So I get that. But there's no excuse anymore. That's just a way to cover uh, either your cover your low budget or not wanting to invest time into you know better framing a, a scene. To me, it's just like well, let's just shake the shit out of this camera and you know do tight edits and it may not make sense, but it's action packed because they were shaky. No, that doesn't work anymore. That does not fly for me. It, the Bourne movies and some, some similar movies like that for a time, they kind of worked, but I don't dig, I don't buy that anymore. No, don't like it. <laughs> uh, somewhere Michael Bay is crying. Yeah. <laughs> Your thoughts on that? Um, it kind of depends, because there are some guys that can add a little bit to it. I, I remember a behind-the-scenes thing of Transformers, and Michael Bay is just down on the ground with this camera, just just like he's trying to murder it, shaking it. And it's like, dude, you're going to be cutting every other second anyway. Like, nobody's going to know to... It's whatever. But there are some people that can use it a little bit, and it doesn't bother me. I really hate when it is employed in non-action scenes. Uh, we've mm-hmm. had some roulettes where we've talked about this, where it's just a conversation between two people. Now, you don't necessarily have to clerks it and put it on a tripod and let it run and that's it. But I've seen some of these indie movies where it's just a conversation between two people in a booth and there's coverage on both sides. One shot is behind a plant uh, looking over a shoulder and you get just the upper right one or two inches sees the person's face. The rest is the other guy's back Mm -hmm. and it's shaky. And it's like, what is the purpose of this? We're not in a spy movie where somebody's spying on somebody. They're just having a conversation in a restaurant. It's nothing. Awful. That can die immediately. But shaky cam, I mean, found footage. 
I mean, you said it come, has come and gone, but that, it was only come and gone in this cycle. It, it existed back in the 70s or one of the cannibal movies. It existed in uh, the 90s. It'll it'll keep finding feet somewhere. But yeah, yeah I, I'm glad it's done for now. They, I did think it got a little, the shaky cam and everything got a little more controlled in the last decade. It got a little nuts for a while. Cloverfield, it almost makes me sick, like seasick. It's so shaky and yeah. so crazy and running and... Uh, the Bourne movies, the, I think it was the middle one, it was like, reel it in, dude, because yes. you can't tell what the hell is going on I agree. in that kitchen fight. And then the next one, I feel like he kind of reeled it in. And then the last one, I, I mean, I've only watched that last one, not the Jeremy Runner one, but the last one with Matt Damon. I've watched it once, and it was by far, to me, the least of that whole series. I did not like that at all. And I, there was a car chase in that one, even, uh, that... Like, I agree, and man, I watched that movie, and I remember nothing of it. Nothing. In fact... Going back to the whole shaky cam thing, this also uh, would go into that uh, Good Day to Die Hard, which there was a car chase thing in Russia in the beginning or whatever, and <laughs> none of it makes sense. Nothing makes sense in that. It's like, what? which way is north and south? Like, I don't under... Like, you, you're filming this to where we don't know that this is not planet Earth. This is another universe. <laughs> well, that's because you're supposed to have consistency going left to right, right to left. If, if you're fil- filming a car chase... You want to have your guy going either consistently left to right or right to left unless they make a turn. Mm-hmm. And in that movie, he does not do that at all. It is no. all over the place. And so you're like, wait, I thought we were just going that way. Now we're going this way. It looks like they're dry- Scooby-Dooing in a hallway. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, yeah. Meanwhile, Bruce Willis is hanging out the window. I thought I was on vacation! <laughs> So Remember that? Bad. I think he said they that. They murdered like, so many people in that car chase. So many innocent civilians. Mm-hmm. And then just gets up and brushes off his shoulder and hops in another car and takes off, off to murder I thought I was on vacation. Thought I was on vacation. Oh. What are you, some kind of spy, Jack? You're not a spy. You're my son. It's like, yeah, yeah he is a spy. What yeah. What do you mean, no, he's not? Like, you're just going to come in here and be dad and say, no, you're not going to do your job. What? That movie was stupid. I know. I, I'm actually... Well, shit, I should watch that again. We should both watch that again. No, I did. I watched it again because you gave me a copy because Amazon sent you double. Uh-huh. And I watched it again. And? Huh? Oh, it's shit. It is shit. <laughs> I wrote a review of it on the, on the page, and you have the uncut version like I do? Yeah. In that car chase, right towards the end, it's blatant as hell. There's a scene where two cars are close together, and one's a truck, I think, and the camera pans right, and in the frame pops the... Boom, the mic, the guy holding it, and the guy behind him. And then it pans back. Wow. So that's what constitutes for a director's cut now. Or I, an ex- dude, cut it, for- it was not even minor. It was blatant. <laughs> Hilarious. I actually rewound and paused, and his that boom mic, his whole body was in the frame. And granted, it was a fast kind of move, but you yeah. still just saw the guy, whatever. Yeah. Breaking down the ins and outs of a yeah. good day to die hard on, on the movie freaks here. Uh, well, that takes me to my next one. Extremely unbelievable pain tolerance. Mm. Uh, Bruce Willis in that car chase at one point wrecks the car. It smashes into another vehicle that's stopped, flips over, rolls three, four, five times, gets out, brushes himself off, hops in the next car and takes off. <sighs> Nope. Nope. Here's another thing. Whenever, now this, I'm going to ruin a lot of movies for you here, but when somebody gets knocked out in a movie, okay, and then they wake up in another scene, 
No. When you get knocked out, when you get hit in the head so hard that you go unconscious, you have a concussion. You are concussed. Mm-hmm. If you've ever had a concussion, a halfway serious one, you know that means you're fucked for days. Like, you're not just, oh, woof, ow, I hit my head. What's going on over here? No. You can't make sense of things. You you have memory lapses for a while. So it, it, there are several movies that I've owned that are action movies, uh, obviously, where guys get knocked out and wake up in another scene multiple times in one movie. And it's just like, okay, I think if you had three concussions that hard to knock you out in one day, hmm, don't think you're getting up, son. Uh, also, you know, there are some movies where I, that now you're crossing the line into action movies that are meant to be kind of ridic- ridiculous, but people that get shot five times and are still kind of dragging along in the real world. Some people take a, Oh, it's just a flesh. Some people take a, a bullet in the shoulder and you're not doing You're not going anywhere. You're not doing anything. You're done. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, unrealistic, like bleeding out, like you would bleed out, you know, but somehow you're still dragging yourself along. That's one place where die. The first diehard is really good because he patches himself up, moves on to the next wound, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good one. That's really good. That actually, maybe not, I don't really think about the whole, you know, getting knocked out stuff, but it does bother me sometimes when there's, you know, everyday average Joe guys that are getting the complete shit kicked out of them and they're, they're still raring to go and, you know, unless you're Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell gets a pass on everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even like, uh, Tom Cruise in this last Mission Impossible movie. I'm jumping out a window. Yeah. Okay, that, looked like about three stories to me. And I don't care how much parkour you know, you cannot drop three stories and just roll out of it. You're going to bri- break something or... Mm-hmm. No. Eh, it was a little too high for me. <laughs> uh, I understand. But yep. Anyway. Okay. Next up for me is... Um, i trying to think of the right wording for this one. Um, unearned... Emotional scenes. And I'm looking squarely at you, Warhorse and Hacksaw Ridge. You're not going to make me cry. In fact, that's sappy and lame. Uh, especially Warhorse. Like, oof. That was, um, like, oh, right from the beginning of the movie all the way to the end. I'm like, oh, I get it, Steven Spielberg. I get what you're trying to do, and you're not going to make me cry. In fact, kind of laughing at you. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge is the same. I'm like, oh, he's the Christ figure in the end. I get it. Oh, okay. Now, granted, that's a true story. That's awesome. Hey, maybe Warhorse is too. I don't know. But there's certain filmmaking techniques that I think are, they don't earn the, they don't earn my tears, you see. <laughs> Apollo 13, that earned my tears. Every time I watch Apollo 13, I tear up. Every single time. It's, it's, that is a perfect example of well-earned emotional, like, feeling in me. But, um... And I guess same with Top Gun, huh? No, no, I mean, not Top Gun. Well, yeah. I think I do get choked up in Top Gun sometimes. Well, Goose <laughs> is really sad. And that's, I'm like... Uh, okay. Um... <laughs> uh, anyway, that's, it, that bothers me. There's certain movies that, that, that I don't mind if I can... 2001, I pretty much almost always get teared up towards the end of that movie. Uh... And that's just me because of my love of that movie and the emotional, the feeling that you get towards the end of that. But I just, the, those overly sappy movies that are trying 
to make you cry the whole way through or get you. I just it doesn't work for me typically. And I don't maybe. Maybe it does for you. I don't know. I just I, I War Horse and what was the other one? I have no interest in. I watched Hacksaw the trailer. Ridge. I watched the trailers. I was like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not gonna do it. I totally know what you mean, though. Yeah. That's a, actually that's a big one for me. I don't. I that really bugs me, especially if it's it's so blatant that it it goes the other direction for me. And those are two great examples of of that. That I'm like, no, not even a little bit. Nope. Anyway, there you go. Back to you. Okay, these next two are going to get us uh, to lose a lot of listeners, so just buckle up for that. Uh, But you can thank both of my parents uh, for each one of these. It's their fault. Uh, Pregnant women in action movies and unrealistic labor. My mom was an ER nurse in that department. (sighs) I have a wealth of information about women giving birth because she would tell us every night over dinner, (laughs) which is the greatest thing you want to hear about how blood just splattered all over her. And you're like, I'm trying to fucking eat man. Uh, (laughs) but pregnant women in action movies, whenever I see that pop up, I'm like, damn it. Why, why are we doing this? Uh, you're trying to make us feel danger and afraid for the pregnant woman, you know, because it would be so bad if she hurt. But I also know that more likely you're not going to hurt her because she's a pregnant woman. And usually then they got to play up all these pregnancy tropes of like eating weird foods and doing all. I mean, now granted there is some of that we've been through pregnancies with our wives. There is some of that there, but it just seems like this whole derail that just annoys me. Every time I see a pregnant woman show up in an action movie, I'm just like, Oh God, here we go. Uh, but and I know how it's going to end. It's going to end with them giving birth towards the end of the movie, and then mm-hmm. it'll be okay. I mean, that's the only way that they have a possibility of dying is through birth. Yeah. Uh, and that's the other. The next part of that is the unrealistic labor. Every woman in just about every labor scene screaming like she's being murdered, just screaming violently, insane, just. Unreal. I asked my mom if that's true, and she was like, no, it's not. It's extremely rare. In her many years of being a nurse, delivering babies, it happened a couple of times. We're talking, she delivered babies on a daily basis. It happened maybe a couple of times. Uh, but, <laughs> so every time I see that now, I just hear my mom sighing in my ear, because I'd watch movies with my mom, she'd be like, <sighs> that's not realistic. That's stupid. <laughs> uh, now again, women in drama movies or whatever, that, that's totally fine, but yeah. it's just weird. Yeah. Unless, of course, it's AVP Requiem, then... <laughs> well, that had a purpose. Yeah. It, it was a purpose in that movie, but... Uh. Yeah. Uh, and the next one is... <laughs> this is my dad's fault. Simple construction issues. For example, I just... I'm going to review The Punisher Season 2 here today, and... There was a scene in that movie where he runs and jumps through a hotel wall that they had just shot tons of bullets through. And he, I mean, he jumps at it kind of like horizontally and his whole body just goes right through all the drywall. Not one stud in that wall. Oh, I, I like see what six, you're saying. Six feet apart, he went right through the drywall. That is such horseshit. Anybody that owns a home <laughs> knows that there are studs in those walls 16 inches on center. 
Just little mm-hmm. dumb shit like that irritates me because it's, come on, guys, you're not going to run and jump through a wall. I would buy that. You know, you get that in the 80s with Arnold movies and stuff. That's exactly. fine. Oh, that's the first thing I thought of. But those have a cheesy factor to them that you're supposed to go along with that kind of stuff. I think it happens in Die Hard at one point where he jumps through a or gets thrown through some drywall. And ah, just every time that happens, I just roll my eyes. I'm like, yeah, all right, sure. I Guess what? Any one of us could jump through that drywall. Oh, mm-hmm. amazing. I don't think that's up to spec. Is that three quarter inch? No, that's that's a, the thinnest. It's quarter inch. And <laughs> your studs are seven feet on center. Ah, it'll be fine. Just go for it. You won't get concussed jumping through that shit. <laughs> that's a good one. I, I actually, I didn't think about that. That's and th- like those 80s movies, for the most part, those get passes just because, like you said, they're they have a cheese factor going on. And they're of their time, but yeah, that shit don't fly now. Well, and and credit to people who know how to do it right, because, uh, well, I shouldn't probably credit James Cameron, but whoever designed the walls, like on Terminator 2, there's a scene where he punches through the wall at Cyberdyne and grabs Sarah and pulls her back through the wall. It One, he's a robot, so I buy that. Two, there was enough debris and crap in there that it looked like, okay, he took down more than just a big piece of drywall. And mm. three, it didn't make a gigantic freaking hole. It made a hole just big enough for her to fit through. So whoever was, I'm not saying you got to build movie sets to spec. Obviously you can't do that. That's retarded, but you could design it in such a way with fake lumber and shit that it would be believable that you are, you have an actual wall there. <laughs> Oh, the least of my problems with Punisher Season 2 is the construction of their sets. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh. oh, buckle in, sir. <laughs> okay. Uh, back to okay. you. Okay, I got one more, and then I'm then I'm done. And that is, <laughs> this might be the number one thing I don't like in movies, and that is obnoxious kids. Uh, I'm looking squarely at you, Babadook. <laughs> oh, uh, easy. You keep bringing that one up in a few episodes, and people love that movie. We're alone oh. on, on the island of Babadook. I just screamy, loud, obnoxious kids uh, or kids that are really, really awful actors, which kind of falls on the director because you can work around some of that stuff. But just loud, shrill. I got two young kids myself, and so I don't go to the movies or I don't watch movies that I have to hear young kids screaming and just being obnoxious. Kids. Kids. Yeah. So, and that, again, I, I go back to that roulette that I just had, the, um, he's, whatever, I don't even remember he's what it's called there. anymore. He's out he's there. Out there. The, the, um, they weren't the greatest actors, those two girls in that movie, but I feel that the director did the best he could with, they weren't really obnoxious, they weren't the greatest actors, but they weren't really obnoxious, and he found creative ways to keep them kind of subdued through the whole movie, and it made sense, and I, I appreciated that, and I kind of gave it marks for that, but... You get a Dakota Fanning in there screaming her head off and her dopey brother beside her saying, this is your personal space or your, your cocoon or whatever stupid nonsense. They, oh, ugh, no, that doesn't work. I don't like that. Don't do that, directors. <laughs> oh, they will because they're they kids will. that are like that. And so yep. it appeals to them. That's yeah. fine. But I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. And that's it for me. There's plenty others because I'm a grumpy old man. There's others, but I'm like, ah, we got to move on to You're right. greener pastures. I got four more. <laughs> so that's the rest of the show, I guess. Here, here uh, we go. I'm Buckle a, in. Let me just burn them real quick. Okay. Uh, ridiculous martial arts. 
I, do I need to explain that one? I mean, I'm talking about guys that Jackie Chan gets kicked in the head 57 times. He's fine. Still fighting. No, sorry. Uh, cigarettes lighting gas. I believe that's been disproven. Cigarettes cannot light gas. And, you know, the trail of the gas coming out of the car and... <sighs> I flick my cigarette and... <sighs> fireball. Really? Oh, I always thought that was real. Uh, that was true. I'm pretty sure that's been disproven that, they, that you can't do that. You need a flame. And a cigarette doesn't have a flame. It's uh, ash. I could be wrong. I'm sure somebody will tell me. Uh, military Brotherhood. Now, I want to be careful with this one. I'm talking specifically about people that are in Military Brotherhood trying to save other people in Military Brotherhood, even though they're bad guys. We'll come back to that in Punisher Season 2. But Ooh. at a certain point, when they've tried to kill your whole family and maybe succeeded, maybe it's just time to put them down <laughs> instead of trying to take them to therapy. Uh, I get it. You guys serve together and that's great, but sometimes people lose their shit. And I, I'm sorry, Eugene, if you kill my family, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. And I, I, I don't give a shit about you. We have ceased t t friendship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, let's, let's revisit this one on, uh, my review of the MCU coming up. The Okay. Uh, okay. Cause that, that could tie into that. That's actually a, a minor gripe that I have with, uh, the ongoing series there. I'll get into that later. And lastly, uh, phone reception and disregard for public interference. This comes a lot from highly planned events in movies, like bank robberies and stuff. Okay, you gotta be here at 2.45. That's great. It'll take you two minutes to get to here, it'll take you five minutes to get to here, and then after that, once you have exited with the bank, with the money, bah, 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 the cops have a response time of blah 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 blah, that gives you exactly 13 minutes to drive four blocks to get to Escape Point Alpha. <laughs> Let me tell you something, son. We live in the country. You could not get across from one t five miles, one town to the next. If you made the plans to be there in 10 minutes driving like a lunatic, there would be three accidents. There would be 12 buggies. There would be a minivan just sideways and upside down in the road with nobody else around. There would be something. There always is something. So every time these plans just fly right through and, oh, making a phone call, everything's good. Nope. Oh, I, mm, yeah, I start to get annoyed when everything just works a little too cleanly. I like it when heist movies have a little bit of slop shoved in there, if you know what I mean. Like uh, Heat would be a good example. That uh... We might be talking about Heat a little later, but Heat... Heat is a damn near perfect movie, but, uh, yeah, a lot of things go wrong in Heat all the time. That's realistic. Mm -hmm. I buy that. It's just, yeah, whatever. It, it, that, that applies to a lot of different genres of movie, but, of movies, but it, it where things just go too good of, of timing, uh, absolute timing. And then, you know, uh oh, something goes a little sideways. Well, they call, call the guy on the cell phone to say, oh, we got to, you know, to rearrange and they get through. Nobody ever has cell phone problems, yet all I hear people bitching about on every podcast is cell phone problems. <laughs> you know, I'm like, come on. Uh, anyway, uh, that was a, the minorest of my list, probably, but whatever. It is a thing that pulls me out yeah. of the movie, so therefore it's yeah. a pet peeve. Yeah. And you know what? I Because there's just one, like, I had one other one that just kind of popped into my head here real quick. Uh, bad, uh, bad scores to movies. Mm. Uh, there's There are times where movies are... Like, everything in the movie is really good, but the score doesn't quite work. And, I, I, come on. Like, maybe that's just me. It is just me, because there's... No, it's I'm not. Sure there's, no, it's not. Uh, 
don't know. MCU. Anyway, Take us to the... Speaking of... MCU. MCU. <laughs> okay, so last we left off, I was ready for uh, The Avengers. Yes. I, uh, and since then, I've watched plenty. So buckle in. Here we go. Avengers. Uh, this holds up excellent. Uh, in fact, my wife, she was. it was funny when we were watching Avengers... Um, she's like, Thor still doesn't look quite, quite like he does now. And something about the first Thor movie and even Avengers a little bit, it's like, I don't know why, it's weird how it's like, his hair is almost too blonde, maybe, or something. He's still, he's still rocking that weird kind of talk too in those two movies. Yeah, because he's different in, especially from Thor 2 on, he's different. Anyway, uh, Avengers, uh, up until the last movie that we watched last night, I think the Avengers is thus far my number one, maybe number two movie of them as we're continuing to watch. Uh, it, it holds up incredibly. It's, it's so good. The comedy timing is great. Every superhero in that movie has the right amount of screen time to where they get some laughs. They get their action scene. Like they all like get their scene. Loki is Great. I love Loki in these movies. He's great as a bad guy. However, that is my one issue is uh, Loki is straight up murdering people in this movie. And we've seen all the MCU movies moving forward, including Thor 2 coming up. And Thor kind of, it seems, maybe I'm wrong here, but Thor kind of just brushes that aside. And Loki is almost this waka waka anti-hero guy that have, did everybody forget all the people he murdered? I know that he kind of, you know, spoiler alert, he gets his comeuppance in uh, Infinity War, but it seems like a lot of this is kind of forgotten that he was really murdering a whole lot of people in the first Avengers movie. I completely agree 100%, sir. Yeah, and I really like that character. I like Tom Hiddleston. I like, he is great as Loki, but he's a murdering bastard that seems to be... It seems to be forgotten once we hit Thor 2. I'm like, okay, that's something. Anyway, Avengers is great. Uh, huge, huge thumbs up. Your thoughts on Avengers? Uh, well, everybody knows my thoughts on Avengers, I think. But the only question I was going to ask, and it's probably a stupid question, but after Infinity War, are you looking at these movies a little differently? Because of, you're seeing, now you're recognizing... Uh, Comic book dork like me was recognizing the Infinity Stones along the way. I wasn't. You weren't, because you're not, and that's totally understandable. Now that you know, are you looking at them a little differently? Oh, every single one we are. Every single one my wife and I are like, oh, okay, there's a nod to, you know, the Tesseract, and there's this, and there's this. It's all, it's, I love how it's all starting to come together. Uh, I think that's brilliant. It is. But for us fucking dorks, from day one, it was going, holy, holy shit, there it is. That's one of them. That's one of them. (laughs) Yeah, and for me, I was like, oh, okay, that's the, uh, you know. That's the MacGuffin of the movie. That's the MacGuffin of the movie. All right, I get it. That's that's fine. It works. You have to have something. Yeah. And this is, I mean, Avengers, that's the end of the first round. Mm -hmm. You know? So that's the end of phase one. And and throughout, you know, phase one, we're going, well, they're not ever going to have the balls to do that. That's what we were saying back then. They're never going to have the balls to go full-on Thanos. You can't even make that character because he's, you know, eight feet tall and whatever. And then you have the stinger at the end of Avengers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are we Are we really Are we really doing this? Yeah. Because it kind of feels like we're doing this. Yeah. 
And and hey, guess what? It's not a big fog cloud or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! Okay, four. Next. God love you. Um. Okay, next up. <laughs> uh, next up is Iron Man three, and, and we go day, from Day of the Earth stood still remake. You too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> big clouds full of insects. Micro uh, microbots or something. Microbots. Okay, Iron Man three. Already, that movie is starting to. Just evaporate from my brain matter. That is easily, this is, this is my opinion. That's easily the least, uh, MCU movie thus far. It's a huge drop from Avengers. Uh, it's a big drop in every step of the way. It just did something about it. My wife agreed. Something doesn't quite work with that movie. Uh, Tony Stark with the PSD, uh, no, no, it doesn't work. P- Pepper P- Potts. Hold on, hold on. Oh, Tony Stark with the PTSD. Yeah. Tony Stark with the PTSD. I still didn't do it right. Oh, no. It's, it's getting funnier, though. <laughs> Tony Stark really shaken up from uh, what happened in Avengers. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, you uh, learned it's funny enough to leave in. <laughs> and Pepper Potts and her little Daisy Dukes in an Iron Man suit flying around and rescuing him. Nope. Um, there's ro- is it robots? No, there was robots in Iron Man too. This one here has Guy Pierce. That's good, but the Mandarin is lame, not funny. Uh, spe- uh, uh what's his name? Ben Kingsley, Sir Ben, ben Kingsley, Senator Sir Ben. I like him. He's a good actor, but not funny in this at all. I it was kind of cool in the beginning when you think that he's actually the Mandarin, and then it's he's spoiler alert. He's an he's a Waka Waka actor. No, this doesn't work. Most of this movie does not work for me. Tony Stark being kind of an asshole to the kid, but it's all fine because in the end he buys him a bunch of shit. Like, no, it, I did, it was okay. Some of the action was okay. The jet scene where all of the White House staff or whatever are falling out of an airplane and he's rescuing them. That's kind of cool, I guess. But all in all, that was, that was a fail. That's definitely last on the list for me right now. Okay, and your uh, thoughts on Iron Man 3? I've been very vocal <laughs> that Tony Stark is less funny as the MCU goes on and more of an asshole, an irritating asshole, mm-hmm. rude, mean, a prick, and uh, what was I going to say? I would agree with you, it's probably bottom three for me of the MCU. Mm. Again, okay. another very unpopular opinion. Most people put that movie in the top three of the MCU. I don't <sighs> get it. but Now, I don't think that there was... Anything in that uh, that tied in with the big grand scheme of things with, you know, the, the Infinity Stones and anything like that in Iron Man 3? I know that... I, th- I think just his suit. Okay. Did he get his, his microbot suit or whatever from there? Yes. Okay. That, that I again, that movie evaporated from my brain as well. <sighs> I, th- I think it's the least of the Iron Man movies, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. Made me appreciate uh, part two more. Yeah, same here. I mean, I just watched them fairly close together, and yeah, Iron Man Two is a pretty big step up from Three. So, uh, is 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 he done with? We're done with the solo Iron Man movies, correct? I, we shouldn't be. They all made shitloads of money. Yeah, they did. I have no idea, but I okay. I didn't realize that Three came so quick after Avengers. I mean, we haven't had. I mean, we're into. Uh, I guess. I guess Endgame kicks off Phase 4. So we're into Phase 4. We haven't had one since the very beginning of Phase 2. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, okay. I'm okay with so, that. Yeah, me too. 
after the like each one is a bit of a step down, and then three is a pretty drastic step down. What's next? Uh, okay, uh, next up is Thor Part Two or Thor. Uh, what is it? The Dark, Dark World. The Dark World. First half of this movie, I'm like, whoa, Eugene, this is really good. Great special effects. Uh, comedy that worked a lot better for me than uh, Iron Man 3. Uh, I was following what was going on. I was with it. And, and you know, my wife is watching all these as well. We're, we're really having a good time doing this, like going through all these movies like we are. And then the last half hour or so happens to where it's just frantic, chaotic, go, 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 wrap this up so we can roll credits and then have a stinger in the end. I'm like, whoa, what? And it all of a sudden it just... I think watching it with the mindset of the end, like Infinity War and then... Uh, you know, moving forward, I, this really ties in with the whole Infinity Stones thing a, a lot because there's there's one in here. In fact, Jane Foster is one for a bit. Yes. Or, yeah, yeah. It's the Red Mist stuff. Yeah. Gets so into, yeah. I I think that I liked it better this time than the first time because of that. And the again, the special effects are so good, so great in this movie. But that last half hour, something doesn't work. It just something doesn't click in that last half hour and it by the time the credits rolled I'm like okay a dark elf was the baddie uh, alright uh, but the zen zinger is really really cool I'm like oh okay we're back into the uh, I totally I agree dude there's something in that last half hour that I can't even explain what the problem is I know it's just I'm watching it and as I'm watching it it's leaving my brain It's it's gone it's what? Wait, huh? What? Okay, now the red stuff and the elf and okay. Next World credits. Yeah, I know. I it, I tell you, the first half of that movie, I'm like, ah, uh, you know what? This is I agree. really good. This is up there. And then already, I don't even know what the dark elf's main goal. Well, to get the stone, I don't know. Whatever. But it was still, it was a good movie. I agree. I started watching it again just because you were and I had the same feel. As you're watching it, it kind of starts to come back. But that last 30 minutes is a black hole. <laughs> it is. It is. And my even my wife, she was like, she was into it the first part of it. And then she was like, what is going on? And ugh, by the time it was done, I'm like, yep, I can see why this is considered a lower tier MCU movie. Still good. Better than Iron Man 3. Probably, probably better than Hulk or maybe right in line with Hulk, I would say. Yep. Okay. Uh, next is Captain America. Winter Soldier. Oh, and now shit. we go huge, huge, huge leap up. Uh, we're talking like right there close to the first Avengers movie. What a fantastic movie. A standalone, as a standalone movie, as world building, how it ties in with the whole MCU, uh, the acting, everything about that movie works so good. Um, uh, I liked it. I think I liked it every bit as much as I did the first time I saw it. And it made me appreciate the first Captain America movie all the more. And just the whole, the whole Captain America series is the best, thus far, the best of the standalones. The consistently awesome across the board. Easily. My only, my my biggest issue with, uh, Man, I I love the tone of that movie as being like a spy thriller movie. Uh huh. Me too. About about that scene where Sam Jackson is 
oh, I love the opening scene, but about the, uh, that scene where uh, he's driving around and the guns start popping out of his car and he starts blasting people away. It was so cool. <laughs> I was like, what am I? I'm watching a Mission Impossible movie. Like, this is crazy. It's awesome. It just feels so kind of grounded and realistic. My biggest problem with that movie is the climax, the very end, where all of a sudden it turns into a CGI fest and giant ships are falling out of the sky, but conveniently not landing on anybody. They're, they're, it's all very safe. We're not hurting anybody at all. Nobody yeah. is getting hurt whatsoever. Yeah. We take off around a city. Yeah. But we land in the safe part where there's nobody. It's like, yeah. all right. And we've kind of had, and it's very CGI heavy. Uh, yes, it but, is. Uh, other, it's a, it's, whatever. It's still yeah. a fantastic film. Yes, it is. And I, I like that it seems like they picked, they, like they, Obviously, we've got uh, Scarlett Johansson in there as Black Widow, and she's kind of his sidekick in that. And it's like, there's a couple Avengers in it, and it, it, everything about the movie is so, so good. I, you know, I talked to my wife about this. I'm like, I honestly, at this point, I'm not sure if I like the first Avenger, like Captain America first Avenger, as much as Winter Soldier. I, I love that old school action, uh, Indiana Jones almost type feel of the first movie. I thought that was so good. It's but they're neck and neck to me. I, I agree. They're fantastic. And another thing that makes uh, part two so great is that you have a character called Captain America, and he's constantly questioning every single thing that the American government is doing. Yes, he did. Very much so. And, and that is very reminiscent of even old, from the 70s, Vietnam era, Captain America books. That's what he's doing. Oh, no kidding. That's he's cool. going, going back that far. And... That's why that movie is so good to me. I know it's, is that's what he should be doing, and he's doing the right thing no matter what. Yeah. I love it. And Falcon's cool in that too. I really like Falcon. He's a good second tier Avenger. Yep. Uh, and then lastly, we have Guardians of the Galaxy, and that is, I'll tell you what. I think thus far that might be my number one Marvel movie that I've seen up until this. And now I'm gonna we're gonna keep going because we're next up is gonna be the uh, second Avengers movie. But thus far, I think that Guardians of the Galaxy is for the win, the best MCU movie thus far. I, it's it's perfect. I, I, I'm, I can't think of anything that does not work in that movie. The camaraderie with all the characters, the script, the action, the CGI, everything works. Everything works as a standalone movie, yet a huge tie-in to the extended, like the MCU and what we're heading towards. It's all there. And it's, it's brilliant. Brilliant. Shame on Disney for firing James Gunn for moving forward. That's bad move. Yeah, yeah. But that's a benefit for us DC fans. Yeah. It's the, the day they fired him, I was like, oh, he's coming right over here to Warner Brothers. <laughs> yes, he will be, if they're smart. And they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree totally. Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, it, it, there are maybe three movies three to five movies ever that I've given a 10 on the first watch. I, I try not to do that because it's an overreaction. And so I don't, as a principal, mm-hmm. don't do it. But there are a few movies where I have and Guardians was one of them. And I rewatched that movie and I was like, yep, this movie is a 10. There's not one frame I can complain about or I would change. 10. Yeah. And like every, like every single joke works. Every joke lands so good. The CGI thus far has not been dated. I mean, maybe 10 years from now it might, but right now I'm like, this could be released now. And granted, it's not that old, but some of the other MCU movies, they're starting to show a little bit of age here and there, not 
the CGI Guardians. in the third act of uh, uh, Thor 2. They look like they're running around on green screen. Yeah. Here, it was just action, action, action. Oh, and then when when uh, when the collector shows up, I'm like, ah, the collector there. Now I get your your shtick. I, now I understand why you're so important to this because I've seen all these movies now and it's all coming together and I think it's it's so cool. Is that the stinger with Howard the Duck? Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> oh, James Gunn, I love you so much. Oh, I know. And I like that James Gunn's brother is in there, and Lloyd Kaufman's in there, and it's just... I'm going to need that guy's arm. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. You actually got it! <laughs> uh, I think that, that uh, Drax is my favorite... Wait, is it Drax? Yeah, Drax the Destroyer. Okay, I think that Drax is my favorite character in Guardians of the Galaxy. Favorite I really Batista. need to watch part two again. I've only seen it once. One and a half times, I... Fell asleep the second time or something, but I should check that out again. Yeah, I've only seen it once as well, and that's coming up in a couple more movie watchings. We thought that we were like this is going to take us all the way up to uh, the release of Captain Marvel in March, but I think that we're going to be done in like you know like every night. It's like what are we going to watch next? Here we go. Give me, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> I told you, dude. I told oh, you. Once you start, fun. I told you it's like a season uh, uh, or a TV show. You know, yeah. it's an episode. <laughs> it's great. I'm, I'm. We're having a blast, and, and and at this point, there's no movie that I'm like, oh shit. Well, actually, yeah. no, I stand <laughs> you got corrected. one more. Avengers. Yeah, Ultron. Yeah. Ultron. You, you got to get through that that shit fest. In my yeah, opinion. but then after that, it is smooth sailing. I don't think we're gonna rewatch uh, Ant Man and Wasp because we just watched it, and Joni, she's you, like, did I want to wait. You did? Did you review mm-hmm. that? Um, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, we watched that. I on my rental. Uh, no, I I got it on. I bought it for a couple bucks off of someone online. Uh, the Voodoo Code, so I've got it in my own Voodoo. But I when was remember. when was that? I don't think this was talk- before we started this. I think that see, we're old guys. I think that we talked about this. I kind of remember us talking about the Stinger in the end, where it's like, oh, all right, that's why he's not. Well, I remember co- talking to you about it before you had watched the movie. Yeah, on the show. Uh, well, anyway. Look up a date on that. I want to know when you watch that. I don't think you told me you watched that. Okay. Uh, now you're done with your MCU update? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, let's just keep the MCU rolling with Punisher Season 2. <sighs> okay. I know you're probably not expecting a bad review because I told you you need to be watching this shit. Yes, you did. I'm, that's what I was thinking when you were... You know, I'm like, why? What happened? Uh, the first four or five episodes of this show were awesome. They were as great as the first season, or as good as the first season was. I had issues with the first season as well. Uh, and then we went on a little journey, because there's like 13 episodes. <laughs> 13 long, long episodes. But the first four or five, I was like, this is quite good. I'm enjoying the hell out of this. The next four or five episodes, I think all combined might have had about... 15 minutes of value, they were just nothing. Peddling. Just, just nothing. Let's just chit-chat and talk about stuff that's going on and therapy sessions and blah, 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 blah. No, no major plot advancement, in my opinion. I, but then the last couple episodes, it picked up again, and I liked the last couple episodes, but man, was there all in there. It's not going to get a positive score for me for the whole season because of that. I feel like that, oh, those episodes ruined it for me. And was there some, like, was it story building or was it just padding? Here's the problem. 
the villain you thought we defeated and got rid of in the first one, he becomes a, one of the Punisher's villains. That's his origin story is the first season. So after that, then he, it's like, I thought we were done with this guy. Oh no, now he's this guy. Oh, okay. So we got to spend him, he's going through a coma and then he's in therapy and he doesn't remember anything. And so it's an amnesia storyline that just sucks because you spend five episodes people trying to tell him what happened in the first season. When he did it, we oh. all saw it. It, it. So it's just, it's like, we know this. We know it's And his emotional reaction to that. Why does Frank want to kill me? Why is Frank after me? I don't understand. We were brothers We in the military. We fought together. Why is he? Well, I don't know. You killed his wife and kids. What? I would never do that. That's not possible. Anyway, why does Frank want to kill me? I don't get it. It's like so frustrating. Uh, I, I I just can't understand what was going on in that writer's room where they were like, yeah, this is a good idea. Let's do that. And so, you know, we, we have two full seasons of the same villain with the same purposes, kind of. And there was just no arc to anybody. Maybe to some of the other cops uh, that are, you know, side characters, but... Oh, boy, this was a serious disappointment after the first four or five episodes where they were setting up a real good story and doing lots of good uh, action and gore like they did in the first season. But then it they just kind of lulled off for half the season. And I was like, oh, 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 oh this won't end! It's bad. It, this is the first Netflix show, probably, where I'm or a Netflix uh, MC show where I'm checking to see how many episodes are left because I got to be done with this. This is why I don't have so many movies to review is because I've been watching this crap for two weeks. Oh. I wonder how it's doing. Like, do you think it's going to warrant a third season or are they... I am. My friends are saying the same thing I am. So... Hmm. Uh, should I do something else? I feel obligated. You probably... You talk yeah, go for it. it. I blabbed for way too long on MCU stuff. Uh, let's go By the way, with... uh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and Wasp I watched on the 4th of January. Just so you know. Okay, I'm going to check that in a minute. Hold on one second. I found a car movie I've never heard of before at the library. And so I, of course, have to watch it because it's a car movie. Overdrive from 2017. Have you even heard of this movie? No, I have not. Good, me neither. Starring Scott Eastwood, Freddie Thorpe, Anna de Armas. Do you know who that is? No. She was the digital girlfriend in uh, Blade Runner 2049. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hottie. Or, yeah. Two car thief brothers who journey to the south of France for new opportunities wind up in the crosshairs of a local crime boss. Uh, this movie was okay. Uh, the poster says, better than any of the Fast and Furious, from the director of Too Fast, Too Furious, or the writer of Too Fast, Too Furious, and director of Taken. And some quote from some moron that says, better than any of the Fast and Furious movies. No, no, it's not. Uh, it was worth a watch, especially as a rental from the library. I doubt I'll pick it up. I like that Need for Speed movie better. There was some driving around in cars that was okay, but you could tell it was kind of safe and the film was sped up. (laughs) 
And a lot of the cars they're driving are real old kind of classics, which is cool. But, you know, those things don't go as fast as Mm. uh, you didn't need to get that weird a car, you know? Yeah. It was acceptable. And it's more of a heist movie than a car movie at the end of the day. But eh, very PG-13, very, very PG-13. You would be probably annoyed by it. So not my highest recommendation, but I'll say this. I did not hate it. It was not as awful as what was that red line? I think I watched that movie was just awful. Never seen. Was that a motorcycle? Movie? No, no, that was a car one. Okay. Overdrive movie. Nobody heard of for good reason. Back to you. Okay. First up for me is the nail gun massacre. This is a code red Blu-ray that I bought a long time ago now. And it's my second viewing. Um, it's awful. It's, it's like, just when I think I've seen the worst of the worst, then I go and I watch something like this again. I, I watch oh, it again. This is again. What, what, yes, what this to... is my second viewing. <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't, I honestly, I don't want to check to see what I gave this movie on first viewing. Cause I have a feeling it's a good review and it's just going to make me feel very, 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 very stupid. I want to know. Go look. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. Should I really? Yes. Okay, let's hold on here. I can pull that up here in just a second. Um, okay. So, Nail Gun Massacre. Survey says, three stars. Are you kidding me? Eugene, you moron. That's not that bad. Oh, second viewing, half star. Actually, I'm like, why even half star? This is, this is so, it's so bad. It's so, oh, I'm not sure if it's eight millimeter or 16 millimeter that it was shot on, but it's this wisecracking, um. Wait, eight millimeter? Really? It's that I, bad? It, oh, it's, it's, the, the quality, it's, it's probably 16, but the quality is, it's so shit awful. Like, they were just using, like, the scraps of film stock to film this thing on. But, um, it's, it's kind of nothing because nothing really happens other than this nail gun person with a biker helmet on goes around shooting nails at people. And then, you know, the camera, the, the camera quote unquote trick is you quick cut to, you know, a nail sticking in someone's hand and you never see, you never see the nail going in. I want to see nails going into human flesh and you don't get that in this movie at all. You get fake nails and ketchup. Nah, that doesn't work. Oh, and then the killer spouts off stupid, like one that I, one that uh, I remember, I watched it today, by the way, this morning, this early this morning, ugh, um, was the killer was like, <laughs> like he talks like through his, like, <laughs> like kind of like Bane, but <laughs> run through the shitter. So like, you just, you just pissed me off. I'm like, are you trying to be like a zero budget Freddy Krueger? And the answer is yes, you are trying to be a zero budget Freddy Krueger. Failing miserably, I might add. But it's crossed with Bane. Maybe this was the maybe this was like the uh, Christopher Nolan's inspiration for Bane. You never know. Or Tom Hardy, he's like a big nail gun killer massacre fan. Yeah, but there's like oh, there's like a hairy male ass sex scene on a tree. Oh, and and and, uh, and then he actually gets one nail through the hands, and then he's stapled to the tree. I guess. And anyway, it's oh, and then one scene. <laughs> One scene, the nail gun massacre killer guy pops out of a swimming pool because why not? With you know this full on like nail gun equipment, so I'm sure that it works perfect after being underwater 
for probably an extended period of time, breathing how, I don't know, waiting for this, this, uh, well, here really? we, let's go back to my construction problems. Is this a, a, a pneumatic nail gun, air gun? It can't be air. It's a nail, it's a nail gun. Well, yeah, it's an air nail gun. Yeah, there's a, like a, he has a big canister on his back. And then a big twirly yeah, air hose I, yeah, thing. Yeah, that would still work underwater. Yeah. Oh, okay, well then that would be brilliant, take I guess. Sa- safety latch off the end of it, but I guess, yeah, yeah, that would still work. But he pops up out of the water because this um, awful actor walks outside and he shoots this actor. Uh, well, not actor, just this, 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 kind of human being. He shoots this guy or whatever he's, and the guy falls over. He's not even, he doesn't even qualify as human being. He's, kind he's of. awful. He, he, anybody that acts that bad doesn't deserve that credit. But he falls over into this this grill and and the grill almost topples over and this actor guy, he doesn't want to fall over. He doesn't want to like, he doesn't want to commit to the scene. scene. So he, you know, he's dead but he kind of reaches his hand out the, to stop himself from falling. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I'm tilting. I don't want to fall but I stopped myself. Whew. Cut and print. <laughs> um, okay, you so that's Neil Massacre. introduced to gravity. I was oh. born to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yes, the Freddy Bane nail gun massacre. It's such shit. It's such shit. Um, okay, now to review. Um, do I do a hardcore porn movie? Nah. Oh, okay. Well, climax of blue power will wait. Let's talk about the uninvited. Um, okay, that is uh, vinegar syndrome. I was rounding up my vinegar syndrome. What year? Uh, Do you got a year on that? You know, every time I do a search for the uninvited on um, IMDb, it's like I don't want to show you the date on that because the movie is so bad. We're not going to give you a date. There it is. I found it. Nineteen eighty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I mean, the uninvited. I, 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 you know who's the real revenger this episode? It's IMDb. <laughs> yes. Because it's like, ooh, not that movie. You guys just shit all over me, and now I'm just going to immediately give you the information you want. Yes. <laughs> Uninvited. Uh, PG-13, which I'm like, really? Because, wow, that's impressive. This movie is awesome. It's in the in the most shitty movie way possible. Now, granted, I gave... Nailgun Massacre, three stars on my first viewing and a half star on my second. Uh, so we'll see on second viewing, but this is such a hilarious, funny, awful, great movie. It's about this, um, this, this pussycat that escapes from this lab and is, a, it's got a little demon creature thing inside of it. And so it hops, uh, it, it makes friends with these, you know, these blonde, you know, in the 80s, so it's kind of the blonde cheerleadery types, whatever, who have their jock guys. And then they, for some reason or another, they end up on this yacht with this uh, rich, murderous asshole that's doing something with money. It doesn't matter. It's the MacGuffin is to get cash to an island in the in the Caribbean, whatever. And the cat is, you know, the cat's with them. And so every now and then this little rubber cat pops, or this little rubber creature pops out of the cat, the cat's mouth and kills people. It's so great. George Kennedy's in it, and he's just very George Kennedy-ish. You know, like, you know George Kennedy, like, he has this certain... I'm more interested like, in the cat and Quato in its mouth, who's Quaid! It's so great when it pops out, because it's just like, eh! like, it looks, it looks like kind of like this long brown turd with little fake arms. It's so awesome. <laughs> it's so great. Um, but George Kennedy is in it, very floppy, just flopping around and being pissed off. He's always grumpy, but, boy, that... That, like, turd creature thing that pops out of the... How this got PG-13 is beyond me. 
I like this so much. Well, I felt okay. <laughs> I fell asleep <laughs> towards the end of this, and then I woke up in this drunken haze. I'm like, oh, this movie's too good to not finish. So I'm like, you know, there's an international cut on here. And supposedly there's more gore on the international cut. So why don't I just go back and rewind a half hour to whatever I missed. And I'll watch the last half hour in international version format. Um, and I'm glad I did because the, there is certainly more gore in that, in that version. And there's some, there's some spicy TNA going on in the, in the international version as well. I'm like, after I finished the international version, the next day I'm like, well, shit, now I have to see what actually did happen in the PG-13 rated American version. So I went and rewatched that again, and that has an awesome, equally crazy weird ending of a big turd monster. <laughs> it, it's, it's so, it's just wonderful. <laughs> oh, really, really liked that one. That was, that is my type of shit. Literally. Coming out of a cat's mouth. Yes. And Clue, uh, Gulager is in this. He, you know who the, he is? What, of course, what? No. Oh, you don't? Oh, it sounded like you sneezed. No, Gulager. Gulager. He's in uh, Feast and Return of the Living Dead, Nightmare on Elm Street Two. You'd Wait. recognize him, I think. His son actually made Feast. His I son- was going to say it was a Gulager that made Feast. Yeah, it's his dad. Oh, okay. His um, name's Clue. Yeah, yeah, C L U. Clue Gulager, but he has... Okay, but the only clue I've ever known was in Tron. <laughs> yeah, well... Now, <laughs> it was a now, computer program. Now he's in the un, in, he's in the Uninvited, but uh, he wears these big fake teeth. He's a bad guy, kind of, and I, I don't get why they did that, but nothing makes sense in this movie, which is why it's so good. Okay, I've been yapping too long. Uh, you're No, you're fine. We gotta... Let's do Coming Soon and wrap this up. Okay. Uh, should do another round, but we're long in time, yeah, so I'll just go first with Coming Soon. I watched the first two Hobbit movies with the wife, and I'll watch the third one here soon. Uh, so I'll have those reviews coming. I also got from the library The Equalizer 2, Super Troopers 2, and I've got about 15 minutes left in Den of Thieves. <laughs> oh, what a picture that is, sir. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that yeah, one. Yeah, I want to watch that one. I was really hoping to tonight, but I, I just got like 15, 20 minutes left, and I can't, couldn't quite get it done. Uh, what about you? Uh, well, I because we're we're wrapping things up. Things up. Uh, next episode, I do want to talk about First Man. I got to watch that. I want to do another review of uh, James Cameron's Aliens. Uh, so those are going to be on the list for next week. Uh, the Unborn. I'm going to talk about that, and I really am going to try and talk about that '70s roughy movie, Climax of Blue Power, because someone needs to give it some some recognition. I think so. I might try and squeeze that little. Porn quickie in next week. And then, Exeter, The Reflecting Skin, Daughters of Satan, Incarnate, Journey to the Seventh Planet, and The Emerald Forest. There I'm really curious about that Emerald Forest. I don't know what... Uh, is it rated R? Is it It's rated R from... Uh, this is John Borman. Uh, I've seen this one time back in the VHS days, and that's all I remember. But it, 1985, so that, awesome. Although two, the, Did they keep the same cover? Can I see the cover? No, that's that it. Is, no, that's not the cover. Yeah, the cover the I remember one. is it's just Powers Booth, like, and a kid with a bow and arrow. Yes, yeah. I kind of remember this movie being really good, hmm. but we shall see. Did you watch the Seventh Planet, by the way, or Journey to the Seventh Planet? Let me see that cover. Oh, I watched the Mystery Science Theater version of that. I yes. think seventy-seven Maybe. minutes. No, is it any good? I don't remember. It's a, instead of a roughie, it's a quickie. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> yeah, the wheels are falling off here. Yes. I got to go make dinner. All right. 
All right, man. See ya. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye. listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.